So as Greg said, we have two readings. The first one from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 23 to 31. All things, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbour. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market, without raising any question on the ground of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are disposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it for the sake of the one who informed you, and for the sake of conscience. I do not mean your conscience, but his, for why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that, for which I give thanks? So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And now Romans chapter 14, verses 7 to 9. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Our text verse from 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. Can't be right. 31. Start away around. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. That's our topic as well. Do all to the glory of God. Beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, people all over the ages have asked, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Why am I here? Also, what is our task as a church? We know that the Lord commanded us to proclaim the gospel, to be light bearers and to salt. And the reason behind that 
is that a nation should glorify the Lord. We are a church here so that Australians should glorify the Lord. To be a lamb to the nations. We can also ask, why do we pray, why do we worship God and serve our neighbor? And the reason, because it glorifies God. God's glory should be the most important. And the glory of his name should be the most important. Again, why do you exist even? Why did God create a world? Why did God create you, me, and the Bible is clear. The Lord made us for the praise of his glory and his holy name. If you don't know that, and you ask, why am I here? This will always be the reason. God is the maker, the creator. And we are the clay. Last week we heard in the first passage of 1 Corinthians 10 that a congregation of the Corinthians lost sight of this. Lost sight of their purpose. Why the Lord established them as his congregation. They believed that they could eat of the Lord's table and idle dedicated food. They somehow believed that the sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper protected them from spiritual harm, if the signs had a power in itself. Also, they believed, verse 12, that they were saved regardless of their behavior. And it was idolatry all over again. Therefore, Paul gave them the example of Israel in the desert who had failed, who were overthrown in the wilderness, verse 5. And Paul in his sermon to the Corinthians were preaching to them, think of all the blessings Israel had, and still they had fallen. Unfortunately, this was true of Israel's history in Old Testament. Paul also told us in Romans 11, this is why the Lord removed them as branches, original branches, and only kept a remnant. Israel's purpose was to glorify the Lord among all the nations, so that all the nations could say, this is the people of God. But they failed. They failed in the desert. They failed in the promised land where the Lord brought them in his faithfulness. And so the Lord said in Ezekiel 36 verse 22 to 23, Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, It's not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I'm about to act, but for the sake of my holy name which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned among them. And all the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness. 
before their eyes. Israel had to know the reason of their exile. They have profaned the name of the Lord among the nations, the nations where they were called to glorify the Lord. They have defiled it with their idols. They have trusted more on alliances with Egypt than the Lord. Haggai 2. And so the Lord said in Ezekiel 36 verse 20, But when they came to the nations, wherever they came, they profaned my holy name. And that the people said of them, These are the people of the Lord. Yet they had to go out of this land. And so unbelievers should see children of God are different than other people. Children of God have something that is not from this world. But Israel blasphemed the Lord's name with their conduct and actions. They acted if the Lord served them. They did not glorify His name. This is so true of us as New Testament believers as well. If we exist for ourselves, then we are not glorifying the Lord's name. We are the evidence of God's work. God who saved us through Jesus Christ. And unbelievers in this world should see that we are God's children. That we live to His glory. But when we don't do this anymore, and live like the world, we miss their purpose. Paul said in our text verse, in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31, So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. This is the principle of Christian life. Marriages, work, everything. This is the life for anyone. You are created. Born. And this is to glorify God. And whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. You can't make a more general statement than whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. And our lives came down to this. And so the Apostle Paul said, you can reproach God, blame God for everything, complain about everything in your life that's wrong, as Israel did. You can even put Christ to the test as Israel did, as the Corinthians did. But the consequences are fatal because we serve a holy God. You will miss your purpose. You will be destroyed by the destroyer and serpents as Israel were destroyed. That's the warning of 1 Corinthians 10 verse 9 to 10. That's fair. We serve a judge God, just God. Or the other alternative, you can glorify the Lord in whatever you do. The one road leads to destruction. Eternal destruction. The other road leads to eternal glory 
through the grace of God in his son Jesus Christ. The only way, the truth, and the life. And to glorify God in whatever we do should be understood in the context of Paul's letter to the Corinthians. This includes Christian freedom. Our behavior is God's church where we serve him, not ourselves and not worldly idols. So the Apostle Paul in his sermon wanted to convince the congregation to do everything to the glory of God and that this is the better way. And he said, verse 23 and 24, All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things built up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. These two things become the principle that governs our Christian behavior. The principle in how we should deal with our neighbor our fellow Australian, how we should glorify the Lord this year in 2023 as Australians, but above all, as children of the Lord and as church of God. For the Corinthians, their freedom was so important. It sounds so modern. They said, it's my right to eat what I want. My right to love who I will. If you go earlier, 1 Corinthians 1, my right to listen to whom I want. And the Corinthians said, my freedom allows me to do whatever I want. And why is it so modern? Because this is what modern churches say. I can do whatever. And so they were selective in their Christian freedom. They applied their freedom to eat idle sacrificed meat, even brought meat in the even temples to the Lord's Supper. Those meat were sold considerably cheaper. But they did not consider those who were against those practices. Comes to us again, brothers and sisters. We all love shopping. Shopping. I think women a bit more. But we like a good bargain. To save a dollar in these days. So the question, will we go to a place where we know they use children labor in their home country? Is that part of your Christian freedom? Do we consider working on a Sunday to receive double pay? Will we be holy in our relationship and do not engage in sexual promiscuity? Unfortunately, the answers sometimes become the same as the Corinthians. We say our Christian freedom allows us to do this. This is wrong. Paul reprimanded the Corinthians by twice repeating the Corinthian slogan in verse 23. They said, but Paul, all things are lawful. Paul said to them, 
And he did not act as a legalist or a Corinthian libertarian. The Corinthians said, all things are lawful, Paul. Paul said, but not all things are helpful. They said, Paul, all things are lawful. Paul replied, but not all things built up. What did he mean? And then Paul gave the greatest example that he could give. Chapter 11, verse 1. And if you follow this, this is still part of this passage. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And he stopped all arguments. He gave them Jesus as an example. What did Jesus do? 1 Peter 2 verse 21 to 23. For this you have been called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin. Neither was the seed found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. And, Jesus did everything to glorify his Father. John 17 verse 1, And Jesus' high priestly prayer, the night before he was crucified and gave semen, he prayed, when Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you. Jesus prayed for his own glorification so that he and Return could glorify the Father. And in his prayer, Jesus referred to his death, his resurrection, his ascension, but his death particularly in view. The cross, though shameful, from the world's perspective, 1 Corinthians 1, 2, was the greatest glory from the Father's perspective. And for his death, Jesus would bear the judgment of the whole world for me and for you who missed our purpose through the sin of Adam and Eve in paradise. Sin that was committed against God's majesty. And he would restore God's glory. He would restore us and make us right with God so that we could glorify the Lord again. That's what Jesus did. His example. And so the Apostle Paul gave them the answer, follow Jesus. He gave them Jesus' example. And this is why the Apostle Paul could say in Philippians 1 verse 21, For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. And we'll come to that in Romans 7 again. So the principle to the Corinthians' behavior against the example of Christ can be found in Paul's advice in verse 24. Let no one seek his own good but the good of his neighbor. Jesus who died for us. <coughs> Christ who never committed sin but always acted to the Father's glory. And now the Apostle Paul 
apply this principle to the Corinthians situation. And he told him, eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on the ground of conscience. For the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. If one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are disposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it. For the sake of the one who informed you and for the sake of conscience. I do not mean your conscience, but his. For why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience? And with conscience, Paul meant theological understanding, how we understand God's word. Based on the teaching of God's word, what God says, go. And it comes down again where we glorify God above all. And love your neighbor. Willing to die for your neighbor. John 15, greater love is no one than this, than someone gave his life for his friends. Act in love to your neighbor and glorify God above all. And if you don't understand the background, it may appear that Paul was contradicting himself. <coughs> on the one hand, he urged not to eat on account of the conscience of the unbeliever, but on the other hand, he asserts the freedom of the, be the believer. Paul was free to eat. Because everything belongs to the Lord, Psalm 24. But when it's harmful to the conscience of your neighbor, you can't do this. The food wasn't the issue. The idol worshipping was the issue. If an unbeliever invites you to dinner, don't get into a debate about the meat with them. But if anyone says to you, this was offered to idols, Paul's advice, do not eat it. Because it's not to the glory of the law. Paul had in mind a setting where a Christian is warned about the food, food by his unbelieving host. Well, Christian hosts also with a sensitive conscience. In that case, it's clear that a person thinks it's wrong for Christians to partake of this meat, sacrifice to idols. So don't eat it. Not your own, but that of the other. Paul is very consistent. Christian freedom within the limits of love and glory to God. Our freedom in Christ should never be to the disadvantage of God's glory and our neighbor's conscience. Therefore, brothers and sisters, a Christian shouldn't be, in our life shouldn't be, what we can get away with. And then, then say we are free in Christ. Our purpose is to glorify God. The Corinthian Christian or us modern Christians would have kept this principle in mind from the beginning. It would have made things so much easier. All these ethical issues that we are facing today, euthanasia, abortion, all these things. Act to the glory of the Lord and love your neighbor more. 
Love God above all, and your neighbor as yourself. Now, example in Christian living is so important so that we could glorify Christ and proclaim the gospel. Jesus glorified his Father above all, willing to give his life. But how do we give glory to God in everything? Only through the Holy Spirit and obedience to the Word of God. Through the Holy Spirit, we are born again so that we can glorify God. And sometimes adversity confuses us. Sometimes human interest or culture. The Lord determined the principles in His Word. And God's glory is the principle above all. And we should act in obedience and to love to Him as we should act. We should love Him above all in our neighbors, ourselves. And our rights as Christians, our freedom as Christians, should not be in the center, but God's glory. As He instructed in His Word. And when we forsake this principle of love, like the Corinthians did, like Israel did, we should repent. Means go back to the word, back to the Lord. Because this is idolatry when we forsake this. That was Paul's word to the Corinthians. Then we have become more important than the Lord. Then we have become like Israel who was deceived by the idols of their neighbors and did not love God as he demanded. What should we do? Romans 14. We are taught to live and die in the Lord, give all honor and glory unto, to the Lord. Listen, for none of us live to himself. None of us dies to himself. So true to our confession. I live and die in the Lord. I belong to Jesus Christ. Paul said, for if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. That's my only comfort in life and death that I belong to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul said, for to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be the, the Lord both of the dead and the living. So how should we use our Christian freedom to the glory of the Lord and to the benefit of my neighbor in self-sacrificing love? And it comes to love to serve in love. So Paul told the congregation in Romans 13 verse 8, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. This is the focus on Christ. To follow Jesus' example. So that we can confess and say in faith with Paul. For me to live is Christ. To die is gain. Let us live to God's glory. Because to him belongs all the glory. Let us proclaim his glory. Do everything in love, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. 
That's Paul's words. And this will be to God's glory. Solideo Gloria. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, <clears throat> sometimes we lose focus of what is important. And it confuses us. When we ask about purpose and what our purpose is, and you told us so clearly in your word that our purpose and the reason why we were created is to glorify you. You are the maker, we are the clay. You have created everything and everything belongs to you. Father, we pray that our purpose will always be before our eyes. That we will glorify you in everything we do and say. And that we will act in love to our neighbor, even willing to die for them. That we will follow our Lord Jesus Christ's example. An example that's clear how he served, giving his life for us so that we could live in all eternity. Father, we pray for your church. We pray for your people. We pray for those who miss their purpose, that they can hear the gospel of life, that they can be alive in Jesus, that they can have all hope in Jesus, that they have, can have certainty through your Spirit, who assures us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But we also pray, Lord, that when we don't act to your glory, that we will repent come back to you. Bless your church, your people, in Jesus' name.